internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to the 14th annual Player Networking Event, live from Super Bowl 48 in New York on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Miss Studios here in Harlem, New York. Greg Nice Lamont Williams here for the Player Networking Event 2014, and we're joined here in studio by Detroit Lions Steve Miller. Steve, how you doing, sir? Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing quite well. How you so? This is your first year coming into the NFL. This is your first year coming to the Player Networking event. Yes, sir. It's going to be a good conversation here to try to figure out how, how you're uh, getting yourself used to things. Yes, sir. Um, so let's start out going from college to the NFL. What, you know, all these conversations we've been having today, especially with former players, we've been talking about transitioning from an NFL career outside of the NFL and what it's like to get used to life outside the NFL. Now you coming in just finishing your first year, it's a different perspective because now we can talk about your first year in the NFL. So can you tell me what it's like transitioning into the NFL, going from obviously playing in high school and then playing in college. Now what's it like to be different in the NFL? Um, There's a big difference, actually. You know, you come from college where, you know, everything is handed to you. Everything is, you know, basically spoon-fed. But, um, you know, when you get into the NFL, uh, one thing is, you know, I wasn't drafted. I was an undrafted free agent. So there was a little bit more pressure when, you know, I got into camp. And, you know, just because you make it to camp doesn't mean that you still, I mean, that you've made the team. You know, you still have to go through camp and you're still auditioning and things like that. So, you know, it was a little bit, it was a little different because there was a lot of pressure. You know, it's like someone is always watching you. But, you know, um, my first year I made, you know, practice squad. Um, and I've been released twice and bought right back, you know, so, um, I learned a lot about the business side of it, you know, and it's, you know, it's not as, it's not fun, you know, it's not, (laughs) you know, you learn some business quick, huh? Yeah. I learned that is, you know, nothing more than a business. Um, you know, it's, it's fun because we love the game of football, but as far as, you know, just living free and playing football, um, you know, it's a lot of pressure. Right. And I, mean, I come from the world as a college athlete. I never yeah. made it to the next step. I was a college baseball player. Right. You know, I'm that 6'6 left-handed pitcher. Don't let my body weight through. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, I never got to the point where sports was a business. I don't know what it's like to be signed, whether yeah. it's drafted or whether it's yeah. signed. I don't know what it's like to be cut. I don't know what it's like to be signed a couple days later. Like, can you just walk me through that a little bit? Like, what does your roller coaster of emotions feel like going through that? Um, it's difficult because, you know, as an athlete, you think, you know, that when you give your all that, you know, you're good, you know, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. But to, you know, give your all and still, you know, feel as though you're not good enough after, you know, being released. The first time I was released, um, it was a little difficult for me to really understand because, you know, I thought I was doing everything the right way. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, they released me and they all they told me that it was a numbers game. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I'm like a numbers game. What What's a numbers game? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, but they brought me back four days later. And then uh, I was actually released another week later. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like up and down the whole the whole two weeks. <laughs> you know, I didn't know whether I was going to get cut or, you know, if I was staying. And then, it, you know, it, it put a toll on me because for the rest of the year, I didn't know, you know, I was basically walking around you know, tiptoeing. I sure. was, you know, nervous, you know, because I didn't know what was going to happen next. 
But, um, you know, I'm happy it happened, though, because, okay. you know, it's a learning experience and it definitely humbled me. Um, and, you know, now I know the game. I know, you know, how, how they go about things in the NFL. So. Sure. Yeah, Steve, I got a question. First of all, c- congratulations on the success, man. I, we have similar backgrounds. I was an undrafted free agent as well at the okay. time with the Washington Redskins. So I know about the numbers game. I know yeah. about the pressure and, and things of that nature. So I got to give you credit for that. And also, it's not like it used to be. You know, the game has changed in the standpoint of, uh, you know, it's just it, it's not about talent. In, in, in a sense, it's more of a political standpoint. Right, I mean, right. do you feel like, and I just want to get your thoughts on, do you feel like the NFL is more a political game, more instead of, because when you see in college, it's about talent. It's about, yeah. I'm better than you. And yeah. I can, you know, that's the reason why I'm starting over here. Yeah. But it, to me, when I had my chance there, it just felt everything was so political because this person was from Florida State or that person was right. from Alabama. Share your thoughts on some of the behind the experiences that you have or you're having right now in the NFL. Um, it's definitely political. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they place guys, you know, that obviously who they invest more money in. Yeah. You know, yeah. drafted players, they're giving them money off, you know, off the bat. And um, they're going to they're gonna give them their chance, you know, no matter how bad they mess up or, you know, things like that. But, you know, being an undrafted free agent, you know, like you yeah. and myself. Um, Little room for error. Yeah, huh? that's it. It's minimal time, minimal room for error. And, you know, we have to really work 10 times harder <laughs> than those guys. No question you have to work 10 times harder. I mean, I give you a personal experience about, I mean, an example is like, I only got one or two reps out of practice. All my reps was all special teams. Yeah. Because at the time, it was LeVar Arrington there, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Armstead. Yeah. I remember, and Jeremiah Trotter. So you already knew your first three starters. Right, right. And we talked about the Nermans game. It was, what, it was 10 guys there. Out of 10, it was keeping seven. And you already knew three who's the stars. Right. <laughs> and it had three <laughs> and it had three other guys that was returning guys that was on the already in the linebacker. Right. So it's like the number game was really tough for you yeah, to stay sitting around the team. There's definitely, you know, a case of seniority yeah. in the league and, you know, guys who they feel have put work in already. Oh, yeah. Even if it's with another team, you know, they're gonna give them the benefit of the doubt over the guy that's just been, you know, signed instead of, you know, drafted or things of that nature. So um, you know, it's definitely difficult to, to handle, but uh, it makes a man out of you. Oh, no question. <laughs> it, it makes a man out of you, and it gives yeah. you that experience. So when you're in the real world like today, we had this player networking event, 14th annual uh, player networking event, it makes everything seem so much simpler because you went through that tough period in football. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. corporate America doesn't feel the way the NFL feels. You know, right. you don't have to go through a numbers game in corporate. Yeah, you do when it's layoffs and <laughs> it stuff It depends like that. on the day. Yeah. <laughs> It, it depends on the company in the day, but it's not as it's not as strenuous, it's not as competitive, it's not a high impact, it's not as stressful as as the NFL. I'm gonna take it from a different perspective. I think it can be just as stressful, but it might be a different kind of stress. Because it's not gonna be a physical kind of stress. Mm-hmm. Like you're not putting your body on the line. And it might be a different mental kind of game. But you know, if you're going through a company, I mean, especially the past five years we're going through the recession and whatnot, you know. A lot of companies are cutting back, and especially you know if you're looking for a job and you're going through that stress trying to interview and trying to find your spot and find your way, you know by no means I am not trying to compare myself to you guys. <laughs> what you guys do, I respect it day in, day out. I wish I could do what you guys do. I can't. I didn't have the physical talents to cut it. But 
I do think that there are some times when there are more parallels between the athletic world and the professional world than all of us give it credit for. Well, Steve, let's, let's, let's talk about the networking event here today. You're here. What are some of the things you're trying to get out of this event and or have you accomplished so far this evening? Well, I just wanted to, you know, get an understanding of how these, you know, old players, ex-players, excuse me, and, you know, <laughs> you know ex-players and, you know, uh, business managers and owners. And I just wanted to get a, you know, an understanding of how everything works because, yeah. you know, coming out of, you know, college to, you know, and even growing up as a kid, when you play football, all you really know is football. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, uh, when we go to college, we're not going to learn anything. No. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. We're going to, to play, play football. football. Yeah. To chase yeah. the dream. Yeah. Of you know, course. so when we get here and it's not, you know, peaches and cream like we think it is, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I had an opportunity to come here and actually meet some successful people who've, who's been through, you know, what I'm going through right yeah. now. And um, even some who hasn't, you know, but, you know, I, I feel like this is definitely going to help me in the long run. What are some of the things that you, you know, you're looking to do outside of football? That piques that, your interest. Yeah, like that's why I'm here. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> like, because uh, I really never thought about, you know, what about after football? Yeah. You know, because I understand that. coming into the NFL, you know, all I, this was plan A. Uh-huh. And that's all I wanted. Right. You know, I felt like plan B would distract from plan A. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm coming here just to learn a little bit more. I'm a communication studies major. Okay. So, um, you know, everybody wants to, you know, be on ESPN and be yeah. a commentator, you yeah. know. And, you know, I wanted to do that for a little while. But, you know, now I'm looking at, you know, bigger and better. I'm not just trying to do what every other NFL ex-NFL mm-hmm. player is doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do more. I'm trying to learn business and, you know, things of that nature. So, is it, so do you want to be more of an entrepreneur, that type of Yeah, maybe maybe something like your, that. You oh. know, just do a little bit of everything, you know? <laughs> I know it's no, no wrong. With, I mean, you have to build your own brand. You have to start yeah. somewhere. And one thing I notice in life is that you got to learn from someone else. You know, right. make your mistakes on somebody else's dime. So when you start your own company you know the do's and the don'ts. I mean, you still make mistakes, but it's right, not as right. devastating when you, man, I wish I'd have known that before I put X amount of dollars in. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I learned from that mistake, so I'm not going to do that when I start my own company. So yeah. I want to get some, Steve, I want to talk to you about, I'm talking to Steve Miller here, the 14 annual player networking event. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your thoughts on the Super Bowl. I mean, who you like? I mean, talk about Denver a little bit. What, what makes Denver, <laughs> the Denver Broncos so special? Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Um, and, and that's it's difficult because I like the Seahawks and I and I kind of want them to win, but uh, but at the same time I also want Peyton Manning to get another. I feel like he deserves another ring. Um, but uh, you know those guys over there in Seattle they work hard and I feel like they deserve everything that they that they uh that they get right now that they're getting. But you know defense wins championships and no question. Their uh, their defense is definitely something serious, and I feel like they they might walk away with it. Okay, so you think Denver will win? You said that you like Peyton Manning, but Russell Wilson. I mean, he's special within himself. I mean, talk about some of his intangibles. Uh, Russell Wilson, he he's very good, man. He's a uh, he's a very smart player. To be only in his second year and to make it to the yeah. Super Bowl, that speaks high volumes. Period. But um, you know, he doesn't make bad decisions on the field. He's you know he's very intelligent on the field. And um, he has a connection with everyone on the field, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that he's uh, he's definitely going to be one of our greats in the near future. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, he's definitely the best corner in the league. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people will probably try to argue with that. But um, he's definitely the best corner in the league. Um, and he works hard. Wow. Uh, you know, That's he the first time I heard someone say he works hard. I mean, yeah. I, kn- I knew this, but yeah, you, know, you know, however, here somebody will say that he, he's a hard worker. They always talk about him running his mouth, but he, yeah. he's actually a hard worker. Yeah, he works extremely hard. And, not, you know, I've heard that from, you know, a second source <laughs> that's worked out with him, you know. Yeah. So um, I know that he's a very hard worker and, you know, he deserves everything that's coming his way. I know Peyton Man is going to try him tomorrow. So no question. hopefully he's on his toes. We're going to wrap it up here as we are out of time in this segment. Steve Miller, appreciate it. Continued success for the Lions next year. For Greg Nice, Lamont Williams in the Player Networking Event 2014 here from Harlem, New York. We'll be right back after this. Long time coming. Long time coming. But I know the change don't The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? 
Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. You're tuned in to the 14th Annual Player Networking Event, live from Super Bowl 48 in New York on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Now... Back to the show. Welcome back to the player networking event here in Harlem, New York at Mist Studios. Greg Nice, Lamont Williams. And we're joined here by former Oakland Raider, Henry Lawrence. Henry, welcome to the player networking event. Hey, thanks for having me. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, a little bit about your NFL background, if you don't mind, and your involvement with the player networking event. Well, I, I grew up on the eastern shores, Florida, and traveled the eastern shores actually as a migrant farm worker. I went to Florida A&M University. Uh-oh, Rattlers? A Rattler. <laughs> and I played there and made six All-American teams there. Congratulations. And I was drafted out of Oakland, I mean, from with Oakland in 1974. A John Madden made the call and called me and they flew me in. And, and that's, that's where it all, where, that's not where it all started, but that was the, a big part of the journey. And as a result, I ended up playing in three, three Super Bowls, uh, winning three Super Bowls there with the Raiders. Interesting. So obviously, you know, going back to that time period, the Super Bowl is a little bit different then than it is now. But what kind of insight can you give in getting ready and getting yourself ready to play in a national championship game in a Super Bowl? You know, how is that different than your preparation for a regular week? I, I think that... that the thing about that is that everything intensifies and you're going to a whole different zone, even though when you're playing, everybody is different. But in my case, I, I went into a zone uh, pregame. I was in a whole different zone. I'd go and I'd eat. I'd eat like a pig. I'd eat about <laughs> two or three plates for a pregame meal. And everybody would look at me like I'm crazy. But this was just a part of my everybody have their own rituals. Sure. And mine was to eat, you know, like two or three plates. And then, of course, I, you know, I took care of business after that. But then I just was in a zone. I was focused and just zeroed in on it. When I put the, my pads and uniform on, I transformed. I, I was not myself. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, that's something that we've talked about with a few different people today, that your persona on the field, is, it can be completely different than your persona off the field. Did you find any kind of difficulty in balancing that while you were playing, but more so in balancing that after you were done with your career? No, because, well, one of the things I think that was able to uh, keep me in, in check was I, I never got into a grandeur of life because we weren't making the grander kind of money back then. Mm-hmm. So I never had a desire to, to get to a point where I had to try to, try to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. And, of course, while I was playing ball, I got back involved in farming. I became, you know, back to farming and produce packing. So I, I, I stayed grounded. So I think there was a big benefit for me. And, of course, uh, my mom 
dad, my grandma, you know, they did a, a lot and they helped me to stay there because, you know, I don't care how big or how tall you got, they still didn't play the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and my question for you, Henry, is that being a, coming from a humble environment, I'm a HBCU alum myself. I went to Howard University, so I understand the whole black college experience. And, it's a great and, university. And, thank you. And, and same as Florida A&M. And John Madden calling you, you're going to the NFL. And that whole experience, that whole environment, can you talk about, you know, just getting the call from John Madden, you know, and, and, and what you thought of, of being selected and being drafted by the Raiders? Well, at that time, see, when I went to college, it was not my ambition to go to the NFL. Okay. Okay. Because that was not what I related to. And on weekend Sundays, you know, guys sitting out looking at Dallas and all, I was out in the fields working. Ah, okay. And uh, even okay. when I got uh, to school, I heard guys, man, I'm going to look. It, it wasn't my interest to go and sit and look, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I got drafted, I was in my dorm because we didn't have air conditioning. We didn't have uh, all that stuff that they have in dorms and stuff now. And somebody answered the phone down the hall. They say, killer, phone call. So I go down the hall and John Madden on the phone. says, yeah, Henry Lawrence. I said, yeah. He said, this is John Madden. And we just drafted you in the first round. I said, oh. I said, well, can you wait a minute? He said, yeah. So I put the phone and I screamed. I said, ah. <laughs> <laughs> And I believe they had me on speaker, man. So I said, figure, man, this is a country buck in here. <laughs> awesome story there, man. Just the fact that alone. You know, it, it just tells it tells the difference between then and now. You, they called you on the payphone, and he had to go down the hallway to c- get a call from John Madden, whereas now everyone has cell phones. It's, it's unbelievable. That's, right. That's a great experience there. I mean, <laughs> man, it's just unbelievable, man. John Madden himself calling you on the, on the and payphone. And they, they flew me out. Two hours later, I was on the plane. I flew to San Francisco. So I get to Oakland and hire. Of course, Madden was there. And I guess you can envision him doing the Miller Lite commercial yeah. back in the day. And he break through the thing and says, "Ah, you know." So when I get there, he takes me and he pulls me in another room and he sets me down. He says, "Hey, where did you learn to pass protect like that? You look like you've been coached." <laughs> I, you know, and I didn't understand the complexity of, mm-hmm. of that statement that he was yeah. saying at the time. But back during that time, it was perceived that the you know the black colleges really weren't you know really good. They didn't know how to coach. Yeah. And then we didn't play a lot of serious competition. So it was raw talent. Yeah, so raw talent. And, of course, that was a negotiating uh, piece of the, the deal, too, because they said, well, we can't give him that kind of money. Wow. I'm not Madden, but the basic management of football mm-hmm. because he's not ready to play for three years. So, you know, the guy, the number two made more money than me, and the number three made more wow. money than wow. me. Wow. I got another question. Talk about being able to play and work under Al Davis. I mean, great man, great owner. He does a lot. He did a lot for the NFL and the whole merger. How was it, you know, experience with, with Al Davis? Well, it was, sometimes it was pretty smooth, but it was some rocky roads there because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't, you know, the kind of guy that kind of keep your nose up. And, you know, I he would always talk to his players. And, and during practice, he was there. I mean, rarely. The only time he ever missed a practice was in 1979 mm. when his wife got sick. And she was in the hospital. She had had her. He never left her side. Wow. That is the only time in my time that he ever missed practice. But he would like to come and talk to his players and kind of get a feel of what yeah. they're doing. And if he's thinking about getting a bar, game, bringing a guy, hey, well, what do you think about this guy, that guy? So he's very good at that. But he's come talk to me quite a bit. 
And when he'd ask me questions, I'd tell him what I think. <laughs> uh, you give him the raw. <laughs> yeah, but he, he, he didn't really care about what you think. You know, he just wanted to know if you thought what he thought. Ah, so this okay. particular time, though, we were in uh, New Orleans getting ready for the uh, Super Bowl, mm -hmm. uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. And he's in the training room. I'm on the table getting tape. And him and Dr. Rosenfeld, our uh, orthopedic surgeon, mm -hmm. uh, was there. And he was standing behind him. And so he asked me, well, uh, Henry, um, <laughs> what do you think about um, that guy? You know, so I told him what I thought. Mm -hmm. And when I told him what I thought, then he told me, so, oh, no, he said, that's, you know, and I looked at him, and I was in that zone, you yeah. know, because yeah. I had the stuff on. <laughs> and so I was a different person. And, and so I won't tell you exactly how yeah. I responded to him. But I said, you, you asked me what I think. You, yeah. know, you didn't ask me what. And he looked at me, and he turned around. And he said, ah, yeah, Blake, crazy, you know. Mm. And he turned around, and he walked. And Dr. <laughs> Rosenfeld was standing there, and yeah. he was cracking up. Because oh, that was just the way that I, you know. And uh, I said, well, he asked me what I thought. So I was... And you know what? I, I never used steroids. Uh -huh. But I often wonder what I would have been like if I would have been on steroids, man. Because, I mean, I would have been a real fan. Yeah, you'd have been, you know? <laughs> been the Hall of Fame. Let's pull it back, Henry, real fast to the PNE, the event that we're at today. How do you feel that this is a beneficial event, and how do you like to get yourself involved in it? Well, I, I think that it, it, it provides an opportunity uh, for someone, you know, that that's doing business or that has the aspirations to 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 go into it it provides a platform for them to access i think that's the, the key yeah i think a access mm -hmm. and to make so someone will know that they're there so what role i mean do you just come in do you like do you give yourself make yourself available to give specific advice or are you here simply just for the networking perspective or what role do you play i'm here as a guest as a visitor i came to uh, just to it's a support and with some friends and my daughter and I'm visiting and I just figured I'd enjoy the moment understood if you had to give a piece of advice to a player today in you know knowing what you know about transitioning out of the NFL life is there any piece of advice you'd give to a player today advice that I would give well I would tell them to to be patient and, and in terms of financial-wise, I, I would go back to the Bible, you know, and, and God would always always said, seek wise counsel. And that's the advice that I would give them. You know, the guys would give them the agents, and that's good. You know, they do it good, but then seek. And then I also would advise them, get one of the most replicable firms in your hometown that's bonded and that has something to lose if they screw up and have them. Even if you got somebody dealing with some stuff, have them, you know, double-checking it. But also... To, to take classes and learn this stuff themselves mm -hmm. and, and and not go beyond the means. You know, guys go out and they buy four, five, six cars and they, they buy four, five, ten million dollar houses and they don't plan to sustain. And the kind of money these guys are making now, they can they can really plan, put the you know, their annuities and set up their trust and and, and not, you know, try to make sure that everybody knows that they're there. Because I'm seeing guys and going to you know go and take their homies and spend fifty thousand dollars in the weekend, a hundred thousand. And uh, I've had guys in my hometown. I mean, actually, just have gone, just foreclosed and uh, lose their money. And if they if they can't find anything else to do, just put the money in the bank. You know, buy some nice solid real estate so they can get their tax write offs, and just be patient. You know, not flamboyant. 
And uh, if they're going to do with their homers, get the homers to work for them. Henry, thank you so much. We're up against the bottom of the hour. We appreciate your insight. Thanks so much for joining us uh, on the PNE radio show. Thanks so much. VoiceAmerica.com, Lamont Williams, Henry Lawrence, Greg Nice. We'll be back from the player networking event right after this break on VoiceAmerica.com. to the pros we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog press pass if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. 
Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Julie Bulick are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Get in the game. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to the 14th Annual Player Networking Event, live from Super Bowl 48 in New York on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Handle Your Business here from the Player Networking Event, live from Mist Studios in Harlem, New York. Greg Nice, and I'm blessed to be joined by two former NFL players, John Gilmore of the Bears, Bucks, and Saints, and Adam Walker of the 49ers. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. Unbelievable. How about yourself? Uh, This is an unbelievable experience for me. This is my first time at the Player Networking event. This is certainly my first time having a six-hour open mic at the Player Networking (laughs) event. So it's been an absolute rush for me. But, guys, I mean, tell me about your involvement with the Player Networking event. Tell me about, you know, what the benefits are that you see for having an event like this as NFL player transitions. John, let's start with you. You know, I got connected with the the event through a professional advisor, my financial advisor, Andre Duffy, who has a relationship with Guy Troop. Um, he started forwarding me the information via email. I was checking them out. I said, this looks like a pretty unique event. I uh, reached out to Guy for the first time, um, had a great conversation with him. We get into talking about my personal brand uh, and also my company. And when Guy kind of caught on to what I do uh, for a living, he thought it'd be cool if I do some of the apparel product. You know, for the event. So we did a bunch of T-shirts. We did some 12, 12 by 15 plaques with mm-hmm. the P&E logo on it, Super Bowl plaques. Uh, and just to be in the company of all these uh, business folks, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, and you had mentioned we ran into each other off air about six hours ago. I saw one of the fine T-shirts. Yeah, he, fan. yeah, Greg was looking for some decoration for the booth. And he <laughs> said this, uh, these T-shirts will work. So um, it's been good, man. Kind of building relationships, networking. That's what this is all about. Everybody comes here to hand out their business cards. I got a pocket full. As do so I. It was well worth the time. And then Adam, I mean, where, what role do you play here at the Player Networking event? As well, I'm a former athlete. I got connected with Guy Troop many, many years ago, and I've been participating in the PE since uh, 2005. Okay. I have a packaging company, and uh, I've been a resource and supporter of the PE ever since. Because, as you know, making a transition for an athlete into the business world or afterlife can be very, very difficult because of the preparation it takes. Many times, 
we're sitting there in a locker room and not looking for what has to happen later on. So what we do here is, you know, helping breathe and uh, rec- help others recognize after football, after life is what right. we want to call it, <laughs> um, that relationships, networking, and mentorship is very, very huge and critical to your success after football. That's something that we've been talking about all day. I mean, through this six-hour show, we've been talking about the idea of, you know, you've got this one life of football. You've been playing it all through high school. You've been playing it all through college. You have your professional career. And then at some point in time, there's going to be a break. Whether you, you choose to retire or whether you're cut or whether you're injured, that comes to an end. And then walk me through what it's like. And, Adam, we can start with you. Walk me through what that transition's like going from you know, playing and having your, your life revolve around football to one day now you have to move on to that next step. My transition was a little different than everyone else's because I was not that marquee player. I was an undrafted free agent. I was cut 12 times in my first two years in the NFL. Um, when, you, when you say cut 12 times, if you guys don't know what cut 12 times means in two years, it's like getting fired from your job once every two years. You know how difficult that would be. Right. Um, I was once asked by a reporter, how do you sleep at night being cut that many times? I, I told him, well, I sleep like a baby. He said, <laughs> a baby? I said, yeah, I wake up every two hours crying. Oh. So um, because of that experience, knowing that tomorrow's not promised to you, uh, I, I, was, I was once told there's no future in yesterday. And, and when opportunity knocks, it's too late to get ready. So preparation and taking those same rules from football in learning and preparing and understanding your opponent, what you need to do next, you need to set goals, you need to build a strategy, and you need to execute. So uh, mentorship, mentors, uh, getting some type of summer job or internship mm-hmm. in the offseason helps prepare and make that transition smooth. John, you want to jump in? You know, I have a, a similar response to Adam in the sense that every day I thought I was going to get fired. Um, I got drafted in the sixth round, played 10 years in NFL. I was a blocking tight end. And as you know, blocking tight ends kind of fly under the radar. Sure. I liked it that way. Um, but I did something, I did a job that not too many people were willing or able to do. So I kind of found that niche, you know, and I kind of did my job. I showed up every day. But I remember when I was a rookie, I was either a rookie or my second year, I remember seeing a, a show where Jerry Rice was on the show. And somebody said, hey, Jerry, How'd you, how'd you put in so much time in the league and play at such a high level? And he said, every day I thought I was going to get fired. Mm-hmm. And if Jerry Rice thought like that, you know, I, there's, no, there's no reason why I should think any differently. Right. So I always tried to maintain that humble approach to the game. Uh, I was in a fortunate position, unlike a lot, of, a lot of guys, that when I was done, I was done. Mentally, physically, my body said I didn't want any more of the game. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a GM or a coach tell me, son, you know, you're done playing. And I think that's what a lot of guys struggle with. You know, somebody else telling them when they're finished, knowing that they think they have more. So when your body knew that you were done, were you re- I mean, Adam was talking about having some sort of, you know, internships during the off season or, you know, getting some businesses ready and ready to go. How did you find yourself that next morning, that next day, that next week, when now you need to make a living doing something outside of the NFL? You know, I didn't, I've always planned for this moment. Um, Ten years is a blessing. As Adam tell you, the average career is, what, three years, three or four years? And uh, I've been blessed with a 10-year career. And I'd say right around year six is kind of when I started planning for that transition. 
even with my financial advisor who I mentioned earlier, I, I, even, I said to him, and it's something he utilizes with his other clients, I said, man, I need a transitional fund. You know, I'm not going to just leave this game and jump into a job. It, it doesn't happen that way. I haven't seen too many players that are able to do that. So, you know, proper planning and knowing that that time's going to come helped me with that transition. Uh, when I retired, the first thing I did was, like a lot of other guys, I picked up the game of golf, mm-hmm. um, joined a golf club, had a lot to say about the golf club. I was disappointed as a member, so I kept telling the owner about it. And then he said, if you could do better, then why don't you run the place? So I became the GM of a golf course really? for about eight months. That's awesome. And then, um, and then I fell into what I'm doing now. I uh, bought this company recently about six, years, uh, six months ago called Encore Select. We're, we're stationed in Tampa, Florida, sports marketing and apparel. Uh, actually took a little a tidbit of advice from Adam. You know, Adam just had some advice for me as a business owner, and he said, you don't have to look for a broken business. You know, with our brand, we can leverage who we are to find a business that's situated in a good position and kind of go forth from there. So I just that's all I've been doing at this event, man, is soaking it up. Mm-hmm. So, guys, we're going to do a bit of a transition. We're going to have Ray and Jimmy jump in here in about a minute or two. Any parting, like, what parting words would you want to give to guys, you know, here at the Player Networking event? You know, obviously, we're talking about career transitions. We're talking about, you know, investments. Is there that one succinct piece of advice that you would be telling anybody as you're walking around here? Uh, there's several of them. I sat on a panel today, and I may have exhausted many of my tidbits, but... Um, Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So you have to put the effort in. You need to want it. And you have to understand it. Many of us are taught as a, as a young child, every NFL player in here is here because they start off with a dream. Many of us were taught how to turn that dream into a goal. A goal is nothing but a dream with a deadline to it. But in order for that goal to work, you have to put a strategy behind it. After that strategy is developed, what we're, the uh, fall off is, is no one's taught how to execute. And we need to execute. So that's what I would uh, leave for all the players here is to execute the strategy that they have developed. John? You know, one thing that I've come to realize in my post-career, our best ability as football players was accountability. And if they take that into that next chapter in their life and they share that with the people that are surrounding them, uh, they'll put themselves in a successful position. And and I shared some information with a a young player uh, from the Rams last night. You know, be brand conscious. He was talking about all the giveaways that he's been receiving at, over Super Bowl. There's nothing that comes for free. You know, you're, you're getting that free something to take a photograph with, with so-and-so or in front of their, their car. Or they're giving you a car for a week just to say they gave you their car. Um, there's always a reason behind everything. So make sure that you strategically situ- situate yourself where your brand is in good company. Uh, and that's, that would be my two pieces of advice. Sounds great. John, Adam, I appreciate you guys j- jumping in, joining in. We've only got a few more minutes left, so unfortunately we're not going to go to break. <laughs> so I'm going to keep talking. We only have about 10 minutes left here in the show. We're going to do a transition here as we're going to bring Jimmy Johnson and Damian Gregory to step in. Stand by one second as they reach in and grab some microphones and headsets. There you go, sir. Great. Greg, nice. How are we doing, gentlemen? How are you Just doing, fine. Greg? Oh, so welcome to Handle Your Business here at the Player Networking event. We've only got about 12 minutes before the end of the show. That's so beautiful. good news is this whole interview can't take any longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've got Jimmy Johnson, Damian Gregory. We got about seven minutes, according to Ray. Maybe Ray wants to jump in and talk himself, too. I'm not quite sure. So in the next seven minutes, guys, 
why don't you tell me a little bit about yourselves, about your career? One of the things we've been focusing on in these conversations is, you know, your transition from your NFL career into your after NFL career and how the PNE plays into that. Well, um, I've, Jimmy Johnson, once again, I played from uh, 1989 to 1998, uh, 10 years with uh, four different teams, uh, three years in uh, Washington, uh, which was the team that uh, drafted me. Uh, won a Super Bowl there. Uh, two years in Detroit, 92, 93. Uh, one year in Kansas City in 94. And my last four years were in Philadelphia, uh, 95 through 98. So, um, you know, that transition is big for, for, for all players coming out. Uh-huh. You know? and, and having a chance to come here and network and have opportunity to look at uh, career opportunities and things that, uh, that can help develop the man after the game. Uh, is, is, is real big and essential. And uh, Guy Troop has done a great job of uh, bringing people together mm-hmm. and letting, allowing people to network so they can try to accomplish and reach some of those goals. And then David? Yes, uh, my name is Damon Gergi. I played six years in the NFL with uh, five different teams as well. Miami, Tampa, Cleveland, Detroit, and Oakland. Played from 2000 to 2006. Came in as a rookie free agent in 99 to the Miami Dolphins. And lasted uh, six years through blood, sweat, and tears, man. So I'm just uh, just happy to be able to be a part of a program like this. Uh, this program is tailor made for guys like myself that came in through the back door. You know, guys that uh, guys that weren't drafted high or not drafted at all that have already had to make that transition upon getting into the league um, of of becoming a humbler person after not getting drafted. So. That kind of set up my life for after football right then. You know, I had to take a step back upon not getting drafted and realizing, okay, I can't do some of the things that some of my friends that got drafted first, second, third round do. I have to be able to manage my money a little bit like that. So that gave me the first step to the transitional life. And then um, Guy has been a lightning rod for my organization, Gridiron Gang, which is giving out lessons, new goals. I came through his transition program with um, through uh, – I believe it started down in Atlanta, was the first program we went to. That was a step one program. Then a step two program, we went to the Fairleigh Dickinson Academy of uh, the University in, in New Jersey on an online course. And then mm-hmm. the, third, uh, the third component of that process was going to um, Louisiana for the Louisiana State um, School, of, School of Business Transition Program in Branding University. And then I was an intern under him with the... NFL alumni as outreach um, as outreach to new membership as well. So, like I said, I've I've been under Guy and um, been been his mentee for the last three or four years. And like I said, he's been a lightning rod for my organization. So, anything I can do to help push the PNE event forward, I try to do what I can. So, guys, what do you think is the biggest takeaway from an event like this? I mean, is it simply the networking? And don't get me wrong, the networking is huge. And I know you can learn a ton just by walking around talking to people. But is there like a specific piece of advice or specific information that you tend to find in a forum like this? Well, I, I think you just want to, you know, get to know people. Like you say, the networking part, try to gather as much information as you possibly can. Um, let people know what you're about and what you're trying to do. Uh, there might be something here that's going on that interests you that you want to get involved with uh, in terms of your career or what you're trying to do to move forward. Prime example, I came here um, a couple years ago um, to the same event, and George Washington University had an MBA program 
uh, catered to guys that were not playing or making that transition. Uh, I got in that program. I just completed my MBA at, at GW, and uh, it was it was because I was able to come to this 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 event, and I was able to get my MBA, and because it was catered to my schedule, it catered to people, uh, professionals that are career oriented and already have jobs and can't go to school every day. And so because that curriculum fit my schedule, I was able to get my MBA. So um, this is a great event for players that are transitioned from playing to get involved with. And I, I definitely support any and everyone that's trying to get started with their careers to come to the p event. Awesome. Damien? Definitely. I second exactly what Mr. Johnson said as well. It's just um, I think a main aspect of, of this program is just letting guys know that they matter. You know, I really think that this would do a program like this does when guys like myself uh, who are former players get into the real world, they kind of have a disconnect with their former possession, which is football. So being able to just show that what you did means something and you can um, learn to leverage that to set up the rest of your life, I think just being here just opens up that, you know, those eyes of, of players that have no... Um, direct vision that they see themselves getting into but this gives them a couple options that you can either you know read up about learn more about and like i said just know that someone has your back sorry about that little production conversation going on with ray at the same time we only have six minutes left and i know ray was talking he wanted to try to get somebody else in so my apologies for uh, diverting the attention there my countdown clock ticked down to five. Not a problem. I can't help but notice the uh, the, the ring during your, your gestures over there, Jimmy. So uh, I believe you've been... Wait. No. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. I'll explain why <laughs> off the air. I'll, I'll, what did he say? Nothing. Don't worry about me. saw a Super Bowl ring over there, Big J. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll at least cover it that way. What's it like playing in the Super Bowl? Uh, it's an unbelievable <laughs> feeling. Um you know, to be able to, when it's all said and done, to, to uh, win the game. Um, I know there's a lot of great players that play in this league that um, don't get an opportunity to win one. Uh, for me personally, that doesn't take away what they've done in their careers, not one hour older. Uh, but to be a part of a team that was able to host a Lombardi trophy and, and, and win a Super Bowl is something very special. Understood. Any parting words for the player networking event? I know we're going to step aside here in a couple seconds, so any parting words, parting advice you want to give? Just um, if you're a former player and you're listening, contact Guy, man. Contact Guy Troop and Associates. Get involved with this event. Get involved with events like this in your neighborhood. Get involved with any organization that a former player can be. An NFL alumni, Gridiron Greats, NFL PA. The more you can get involved with your former profession, the better you'll be. Anything, Jimmy? Uh, no, just uh, just to piggyback off what Damien said, this is a great event, um, and I urge everyone that's uh, no longer playing or getting to the end of that road with their careers uh, to seek out this event and see where it leads them. Outstanding. Gentlemen, thank you so much. We're going to do one quick last set change. We're going to bring Ray Ellis on here. Ray, come on in. So we stand by. We've got about three minutes left here on the show. Do a quick transition, bring Ray Ellis back onto the set.
Greg, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, Greg. I apologize. Or it's okay. Any inconvenience I may have caused there as I you was just trying to get my me. headset on? We just had so many set changes right there. I, I commented on somebody's <laughs> Super Bowl ring when he wasn't wearing one. Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you that what. Uh, I'm another guy who's not wearing a Super Bowl ring. But, of course, we are here live at the Player Networking event, which is, of course, here in, in New York, New Jersey, which doesn't exist. But the two states <laughs> do exist. Uh, uh, and uh, it's the 14th Annual Player Networking event. And... I uh, got one of our good friends from uh, Kids Kicking Cancer with us as well. So, unfortunately, we've only got three minutes left till the end of the broadcast. So, if you'd like to introduce our guest here, please. Well, I, I think he'd do a better job of introducing himself than By I can. And, and he's got to talk fast. Self-introduction, I can do that. All right, <laughs> Go for it. In two minutes. My name is Josh one Kaplan. Minute. <laughs> one minute. All right, we'll do it real quick. Josh Kaplan, I'm with uh, the SLI group. We're a proud supporter of Kids Kicking Cancer. Kids Kicking Cancer is a national, actually a worldwide organization that helps kids with all different types of ailments, and it teaches them actually martial arts techniques to get through their pain and deal with their disease. So what we're here is to try to grab some brand ambassadors and increase awareness of the program so that way we can get them into some more facilities across the world. Interesting. I think, I think that's outstanding with, with the work that Josh is doing. As a matter of fact, uh, Josh's partner was on the show with me uh, before we came. And I uh, want to thank you for coming on, uh, Josh, and uh, we'll continue to help you create awareness. And uh, there are people out there that you just don't know the work that the athletes do uh, to help organizations like this, and we're going to try to get more involved. We appreciate the opportunity and look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you. I think my good friend, uh, Guy Troop, we, sometimes it's hard to pin Guy down, but we got to pin him down because we got about a minute. We have one minute left. For, for Guy just to, uh, to thank uh, the world for listening. Uh, and I want to thank Guy for helping myself and every athlete that's played before me and every athlete that's going to play after me. So, Guy, you got about a minute, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> I'm Peyton Manning. I'm going to do a quick. You're getting paid yeah. for that. <laughs> what I'd like to do is uh, really, first of all, thank Voice America Sports and, and Pro Sports Legacy, uh, two of our uh, intr- instrumental partners helping us execute the 14th Annual Player Networking event. I have to thank Ray Ellis for all his tireless work in his team, Dave Jingo, uh, Greg Nice, Brashear, I can go on and on, uh, Jeff with Voice America. And, and, but what I really want to close out by saying is that we're just blessed and pleased that things went, went well today, but we're excited about the future, the future of player and career transition, uh, the companies and the vendors and the partner that came to support the event uh, today, Roots Java, Wild Blue, I could go on and on and on. Pro Squared, uh, our our financial education and literacy partner, uh, and and Ray, I just wanted want you guys to know every year it gets better. I love I love the dialogue. I think the world, no matter where you are, can hear what's going on in Super Bowl 48. And, right Guy, now. we appreciate everything you as a player. We appreciate everything you do. And I want to, again, thank Jeff, Jeff Bernard and Voice America Sports for allowing me, Ray Ellis Sports, to do my show here live. And uh, I guess next year we'll be home in Phoenix, Arizona, broadcasting live from the Player Network event. Living thank, like it matters. Hey, that's living <laughs> like it matters. And thank all those organizations that came out, the Players Association sent some representatives. Yeah, the National Football League, the NFLPA Trust. Athlete, the Pro Football Retired Players Association. Our success panel speaks for itself. So for Ray Ellis, Guy Troop, Lamont Campbell, 
Lamont Williams. Lamont Williams. And, of course, Lamar Campbell. Lamar Campbell and myself, Greg Great. Nice. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us here on Handle Your Business here on VoiceAmerica.com from the Player Networking event. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys next and year. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. You've been listening to the 2014 Player Networking Event at Super Bowl 48 from New York, New Jersey. Join the Voice America Sports Channel for more great programs, including live events and everything sports at voiceamericasports.com. Have a great evening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.